If you don't have a pre-existing health condition, then how do you strengthen and how do you build your immune system or the immune system of your family? And that will not just help you be worried about COVID, but as Jennifer said, cold, flu, you know, there are other things. We can't forget that there are other things, right? And if I'm completely honest, you know, I talk to my other friends that are, are naturopaths, so I'm gonna like just kind of call us all out and other doctors, right? We get a cough and we're like, oh my God, I think we have COVID. And then we realize we don't have it, right? I'm doing that all the time now. What do you mean? I'm not a naturopathic doctor. Right. So, wait, my, I have dry cough. That's even worse. Welcome to The Jealous Vegan, a podcast about healthy eating, habit change, and the hurdles we all need help overcoming. I'm Jennifer Hunley, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, also known as The Voice. Today we are joined by April Frazier, confidence coach, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, also known as The Influencer. Lisa Carter, founder of Kinetic Fitness, also known as The Balancer. We are so excited to welcome back Dr. Damon Jones, affectionately known as Dr. Day. Thank you for joining us once again. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I feel like you were just on the podcast, but it was several months ago and really several episodes ago that we first, our audience introduced to you, understand a little bit more about naturopathic medicine and different ways that we can try to address dealing with the stresses of life, especially in the year that has become 2020. And so we thought we'd have you back to help people figure out how they can prepare for the fall winter of 2020 into 2021, hopefully feeling a little bit better and more secure about their own health and the health of those that they love. Okay, great. Thank you for having me, ladies. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So as we have this conversation in the fall, here in the Western Northern Hemisphere, we are faced with uh, rising coronavirus cases in almost every state in this union. And we are also heading into the flu and cold season, and those things are likely to intersect, where I think people are, you know, deservedly concerned about what they're going to do to keep themselves healthy. And so the first thing I wanted to ask you, Dr. Day, is while there's no vaccine or or any uh, bulletproof way to prevent yourself from being exposed to coronavirus. Are there things that we can be doing in our everyday life to help ourselves be prepared in the event that we are accidentally exposed? Yeah, so absolutely. There's always a way for us to be empowered, right? So there's always something we can do that will be helpful. And so if someone has a underlying health condition, right, whether that's diabetes or hypertension or or overweight or whatever that is, addressing that is going to reduce the risk that the infection, if you get exposed to it, will give you a negative outcome. So I think the first thing that people need to understand is that COVID-19, what it did was it really brought to light how unhealthy we are as a country, first of all. And it also brought to light how that our medical systems are broken in that they're not really geared towards helping us deal with chronic problems that can be managed through lifestyle. 
So the good news is that we can take control and we can learn how to address those issues. And as we do that, we reduce our risk of even if we do get exposed or if we actually have the infection to not have it be, you know, take us out or take us to the hospital or, you know, have us in the life, uh, you know, our lives or the lives of our loved ones. So I think people need to understand that, that they can start if they know they already have a health condition. Can I just jump in here real fast? Because I love that you you start with this, Dr. Day, that, hey, even in a time where people are feeling like they have no control, can't control. I don't know when I'm going to get it. I don't know when I'm going to be exposed. I don't know what my outcome might be. I don't know what my immune system is going to do if I get it. What about my family? What about my kids? What about this? Schools have started. Right. I love that you point to you do have some control. And here's where you can start. And so I, I really just love that. I want to iterate piggyback on that because I think that's really important for our audience to hear. Hey, when you get Corona, how you get Corona to some extent, but you do have some, the most powerful, probably, I guess, maybe you, I don't know if you would agree with this, the most powerful control you may have or influence you have is over your own immune system. Absolutely. So if you don't have a pre-existing health condition, then how do you strengthen and how do you build your immune system or the immune system of your family. And that will not just help you be worried about COVID, but as Jennifer said, cold, flu, you know, there are other things. We can't forget that there are other things, right? And if I'm completely honest, you know, I talk to my other friends that are, are naturopaths, so I'm going to like just kind of call us all out and other doctors, right? We get a cough and we're like, oh my God, I think we have COVID. And then we realize we don't have it, right? I'm doing so, that all the time now. What do you mean? I'm not a naturopathic doctor. Right. So <laughs> wait, my, I have dry cough. That's even worse. <laughs> so, you know, doctors, we, you know, we may not tell you guys, but we're like with each other, like having our little moments, right? And then we have to like get ourselves together and realize, no, we don't have it or we get tested or what, you know, whatever it is. Right. <laughs> so everybody has their moments because it's in the news all the time, every day. We can't get away from it. So everybody has that moment. And then we're like, oh, I was just exhausted because I started my period. Oh, I was just exhausted because I worked 60 hours this week to get to my deadline, you know, so it's perfectly appropriate to at least have it as a fleeting thought across our minds. And then we need to think about what are the most common things. If you always have allergies in the fall, then it's probably allergies. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't check it out, but don't think it's a zebra when really they're cats and dogs that walk around all the time. Like those are the things that are most common. So check yourself in terms of your own history and then recognize you know, are there things that tend to happen to you in the fall? And I used to teach. Uh, and when I taught, I would get laryngitis like every year because I would teach so much. Plus, I was still taking care of practice members and whatever else I was doing. I would get laryngitis. So if I tend to start to have a cough or I start to lose my voice, I probably don't have COVID. I probably have laryngitis because I have a history of having that happen to me every year in the fall for years and years and years. So if we start there, it reduces some of the fear and anxiety that people can have if they just remember like their health history, right? And then they start addressing whatever those particular issues are in their health history. I actually had in a situation like that, I 
traditionally would get some sort of respiratory infection in, in October, a combination of, of causes. And I did again this year. And what was unique about it was I was so exhausted. Like I'm not a person who sleeps well. And so taking naps is just never, I mean, since I was a kid, like I would get up at 6 a.m. and hardly ever want to sleep during the day. But for three days straight, I was just exhausted in the middle of the afternoon and had to take a nap. And my boss was like, you should, you should get tested for COVID. And I was like, he's like, you at least go to the doctor. So I, I did a a telemedicine visit and that, you know, after kind of explaining my symptoms and like, Hey, it could be allergies. It could be something else. I'm not really sure. They said, you know what? We just want to rule it out. Come in for a test. And so I did appreciate that they took it seriously, even though it, it ended up being negative because, you know, I'd hate for it to be the other way around. The impact of stress too, Jen, like, who's not stressed right now? The uncertainty. Oh my gosh. Like it's a wave. I feel like I go through periods of, I have no idea what's going to happen next. And that's always the case, (laughs) but it feels like I don't, I don't know what's going to happen next. And there's anxiety or stress that happens. And then I realize, oh, maybe you are just making too big of a deal of things and you need to just calm down. And I say just as if it's simple to just say, calm down. But, but how are you eating? How are you sleeping? What are you thinking about? What are you concerned about? Like what's happening with you? All the emotional stuff and the stress stuff and can combine and take out the immune system, which to Dr. Day's original point, bolster that. And, and you, you're doing as perhaps as much as you can do. I think that it shouldn't be downplayed how people can feel exhausted and tired and worn out because this year has been stressful on so many different parameters and that April's point is so perfect because our immune system, when we have stress, it actually doesn't operate as well. It doesn't rebound as well. So there are a lot of people that are feeling tired and exhausted and and just with all of the, not just COVID, but everything that's going on with the elections and the political climate and not being able to spend time with their families or not being able to go on vacation or take a break or whatever those things are. And so from an immune perspective, just navigating stress and reducing it whenever possible. And so that means, are you able to do something fun? Can you take a break? And whatever that looks like, a break might be taking a walk around the block. A break might be being able to go away for a day or for a weekend if that's something that you can do. One of my friends was out of town and so their friend came to their house. <laughs> so so they didn't see each other, but they got a break and then the other person got a break to come to a different place to be by themselves in a house without another person. But they felt rejuvenated by being in a different city and being able to be outside. And last week was beautiful weather. So they were able to kind of be outside. There are different ways that we can navigate our stress on a daily basis or a weekly uh, basis or for a break. And when we do that, our immune system can, can address viruses, colds, flus, bacteria, like, you know, those other things that tend to cause us to have cold and flu season and feel, you know, sick and down. That being said, like, since we I was thinking about what you were saying about, you know, the body's 
uh, response to stress. And we've been in this this COVID ordeal for much longer than we originally anticipated. Right. And so it's kind of building up in people's system and we're we're going to hit cold and flu season. So it's kind of winding up. Is there anything that you kind of recommend people do as just a go to or maybe eat or take as just regular things that they can do just to, you know, increase their immune system, maybe like in a natural way or yeah, that would help them to, to feel better, especially as we do go into cold and flu season and we are already eight months under <laughs> under COVID, you know? So I'm so glad that you said that because this is what we want to do. We want to eat food. So I know that that might sound, you know, basic and it is. I'm so happy you said that because that's what that's what I got control of. <laughs> Lots of eating. I feel super empowered. I'm, I'm ready now. Let's go. I you, you want to the fridge. Right. Real food. Right. You want to eat real food. Oh, so real we, food. Yes. Okay, well. So, you know, we want to eat plant based foods. We want to eat proteins and we want to eat vegetables and we want to eat fruits. Like those three things are the best options for us to eat. And the reason why is because the proteins are the building blocks of our immune system. So whenever we have protein and we eat protein, it's actually giving us the building blocks that we need for our immune system so that we can actually, you know, regenerate it each night. Right. So we want to make sure that we want to do that. And then when we eat vegetables, I always say colors of the rainbow. Right. So we're eating fruits and vegetables. Those fruits and vegetables are going to be amazing as well because the colors of the rainbow have different healing properties. So whether it's carotenoids, which help us with wound healing. So those are like the yellow and the orange foods. Right. Cruciferous vegetables, which tend to be the green leafy vegetables. And they have antioxidants and things to um, prevent the stress from damaging our body and damaging our cells. If we wanna eat the white foods, right? Like garlic and onions and cauliflower, these are white foods and they tend to have um, increase our natural killer cells, for example. So we wanna eat the white foods. If we're gonna eat the dark purple foods, right? Those dark purple foods like the blueberries and the red onions and the blackberries and bilberries and those kinds of things, those are generally fall into the category of the superfoods, right? So they have like the big antioxidant kind of things. If we want to eat the red foods, like the strawberries, which aren't necessarily in season right now, but you can get, you know, frozen ones, but tomatoes and actually cooked tomatoes have lycopene and, and things that are cancer fighting. So if we think about eating the colors of the rainbow and we eat those foods, all of the foods in there actually help our bodies. And if we think about something like an apple, because now it's fall, Right. Apple has vitamin C, which is really good for the immune system. It actually has 10,000 phytonutrients in them. And there's no supplement that we could take that would have all of that. But the synergistic value of the vitamin C, along with those other phytonutrients, actually gives our body more of a boost with the vitamin C than if we were just to take like a vitamin C supplement. So if we think about the you know options that we really want to focus on, proteins, fruits and vegetables are our best choice whole grains come after that. And then proteins for people is, you know, obviously nuts, seeds, beans, legumes. And then if you're going to do animal proteins, then do animal proteins as well. But you want to do 80% plant-based. That is going to support and strengthen the immune system. So those foods are going to be really important. 
foods that are high in B vitamins, which tend to be grains, right? So I didn't talk about grains and I'm not saying you shouldn't eat grains, but we just don't want to overeat them. And people associate grains, whole grains are better than processed grains. They have B vitamins. B vitamins are really important to manage our stress and our stress hormones. So B1, B2, B5, B6, B12, those are you know things that we tend to find in grains, which is why we don't want to, you know, just get rid of them. So a lot of the fad diets that don't have a balanced food plate, you start to get rid of certain nutrients and that that's not necessarily a good thing. That's how I would look at foods that you can eat, how they strengthen us. I think this is really important. And we probably should backtrack for a minute and just recap for the audience. We talk about it in the episode we recorded with you previously and audience, we highly recommend that you go back. Um, we'll drop it in the show notes, but to speak to naturopathic medicine, Dr. Day, can you just give us a quick summary of, of how it's different from you're speaking to it in practice in this episode, but can you give us a quick, the audience, a quick summary of what it is that you bring to the table uniquely as a, as a professional medical professional? So, yeah, so sorry. I didn't even think about that. So naturopathic medicine is the most fantastic field because we get to look at um, the science behind why we do things that we do. So like I say, in, in when I was in school, I had all the ologies, right? So the hematology and the oncology and the, all of that. So we still learn all of what people think about when they think about conventional medicine, but the tools that we use are ones for lifestyle. So whether it's nutrition or exercise or sleep or herbs or supplements or a combination of both that, or how they interact with pharmaceuticals, right? We learn that as well. And so what I think about, and a lot of people say, is this kind of East meets West when you're thinking about naturopathic medicine, because we're going to look at lifestyle and empowering ways to make sure that you get healthy. So I don't want to bore you with all the science, but when I say, you know, eat food, right, or eat real food, and then I give examples of that, what I'm really trying to say is that if you eat those things, they build and boost the immune system. You know, in the fall, people really look forward to Halloween and they think it's like the greatest thing in the world. There's a lot of processed sugar. There's a lot of not real food, colors, ingredients, like, you know, additives, like all that kind of stuff. And so, okay, you want to do that for the day, that's fine. But if you eat through the whole month of November candy every (laughs) single day, which could happen depending on, you know, how big the stash is of what you give to give out or what people take in, like the kids bring back into the house, it's gonna suppress the immune system. So this is why I wanted to to answer Lisa's question by just really saying, this is what we're gonna start with, is if you just eat food, that's gonna strengthen the immune system. And every time we eat processed food, white foods, things that are stripped of nutrients, it actually suppresses our immune system for up to six hours at a time, which is why I led with the yummy food you get to eat before I bring down the hammer and say, okay, you don't get to have like fun on uh, Halloween Halloween candy. Right. Exactly. Okay. You just made me want to eat some quinoa right now. You're talking about B vitamins and you're all these things. I remember thinking quinoa is an excellent source of plant-based protein and it's supposed to have the B vitamins that are for good, also for stress. And I was like, you know what? I got some red quinoa. Quinoa, quinoa. Yeah, am I saying it right, y'all? <laughs> You're I saying it say April it. style, so that's fine. <laughs> I got some in the pantry. I need to go get some. Mm-hmm, sorry. 
I was thinking when uh, when you were talking earlier about like eating the, you know, the rainbow, sort of speak. I don't think that uh, the American diet really focuses enough on the other colors. Right. Like we know you're supposed to eat something green, but we forget about the purples and the whites and the oranges. It's like have something green, <laughs> a salad or whatever else. Yeah. Usually you have that with, you know, a piece of meat. But. When you were saying that, I was thinking, man, what's the last time I ate something purple, you know, or like yellow or orange? I actually can't think of purple. I can think of yellow and orange and red, um, but I can't think of anything purple that I've eaten recently. But it just reminded me that those are like things that I need to be more cognizant of, even when I'm grocery shopping, you know, to look for that stuff that's fresh in season. This could be a good opportunity to look for a recipe that, you know, something you never tried before. I'm not really a fan of eggplant. Should probably try to figure out some eggplant options, you know, so that I can make sure that I'm eating all that stuff across the board. But even for the audience sake, that's a good thing to kind of visually put in your mind is that when you're grocery shopping, you want your cart to be pretty colorful um, so that you can make sure that you're getting everything that you need. Um, and you explain that in such a great way that they have different properties. It's like kale is not not all veggies are created equal, you know, so <laughs> you can't just eat kale and think that that's like, I got it. I'm good. Like you need all the other stuff, too. <laughs> We're all just pretending to like kale, aren't we? I mean, does anybody really like kale? No, I, like kale. I, I love kale. My grandparents grew up on a farm, both of my grandparents on my dad's side. And so when I was little, we used to eat Brussels sprouts and kale and all the, I mean, cause that's what they would feed us. And so we actually did like those, you know, like those things for whatever reason, which is just good for us now. My brother is vegan, right? And I said in the other show that in my house, everything that I eat is vegan. When I travel, it's sometimes easier to not be that way. But I think it came full circle because at some point our taste buds had gotten used to it in the beginning. And so now it was easier to come back into it, which we both did over time. It wasn't like just instantaneous. I mean, we didn't grow up that way. They also slaughtered pigs and, you know, it was a farm farm. It was like a working farm. So, but yes, when we have colors of the rainbow, it makes a huge difference. And like they have purple carrots, right? So now they didn't used to, but now they're starting to be a little more fancy. Like in some of the grocery stores, you can get, you know, orange carrots and purple carrots and parsnips, which are white, you know, like, so you can find these things. You just have to look for them. I feel obligated to say one quick thing is that fruits are not bad. You know, a lot of times people think fruits have a lot of sugar, but potato chips, more sugar than fruit. Right. So as we go, you know, into the fall, you can think about either frozen fruits or, you know, peaches and quinces and apples of all different red apples and green apples. They have different properties. Right. So have a Granny Smith and have a Honeycrisp. Right. They one sweet and one sour. So you you can get if you open your mind to it, lots of options. Yeah, no, thank you for saying that. I was thinking of purple onions because I've been eating a lot of Greek salads and it's not a lot of onion, I suppose. But yeah, I'm going to start. You get you just inserted into my brain. You happen to be wearing a purple shirt. So then I'm just like, I have the image of purple. And then you're like, eat more, taste the rainbow. Skittles should not have the monopoly on tasting the rainbow, right? It's terrible. It's not even, it's like sugar. It's, 
Yeah, anyway. <laughs> I was just going to say, um, we talked about food, but with the immune system and stress, I just want to talk about sleep just for a second, because when we sleep, that's our rest and repair. That's when we repair any cells that were damaged or get rid of any cells that were damaged. And so we need to sleep. So in addition to eating well, exercise is so important because it allows us to get rid of toxins from our body. It helps to relieve stress. It gives us a way to think of our mind in a different way. It helps us with sleep. And then sleeping is also very important. So these are all things that we can do with our immune system instead of just thinking, okay, well, let's take supplements. And yes, I do recommend supplements to my practice members. And there are things you can do to boost your immune system. But we just at least want to start with kind of the basic habits that you have, that you and your family have, can make a huge difference. And then on top of that, you can talk about uh, supplements and support after you've done those basic things. I think um, in our previous episode, we talked about the foundational pieces of health and that too often I think we, well, I mean, I think a Western society just has this train, just take a pill and, you know, make the pain go away or make the thing better. When in reality, that's like, trying to pick out the sconces and light fixtures when you don't have a slab or drywall up. So Mm, I think that's a really, really good analogy, Jen. Yeah. It's the, why are you trying to add on when you don't have the foundations there? Yeah. I also want to call out for our audience sake so that they will come looking for you. Dr. Day is in our, in our last episode, we talked about exercise is important, but we have this sense, we can have a sense that exercise is the thing, like go to the gym, (laughs) which you pointed out is not the primary thing you should start with when beginning a health journey in terms of, yes, exercise is good, but it's not the first place to start. Yeah. And then I think we need to think about for as, as we can, what are other things that we can do to boost our immune system? So how are you laughing? How are you playing? How are you getting away? I was sharing with you guys before the show that my niece, who's five, she just turned five a few weeks ago, I was hanging out with her and she was like hanging on me and she was kissing on me and she was like doing all of that. And I had a moment of, oh my goodness, like she was so close to me, but I was so excited knowing that the love that she is pouring into me and the hugs that we were giving each other actually helps to build and boost the immune system as well. And so in this time where we're like, stay away, stay away, stay away, there is a negative piece to that. If you're not getting that kind of connection and you're not getting that type of support. Um, So if you have that, definitely don't take it for granted. I'm working on a gratitude book, actually. It's a workbook will be out in a couple of weeks. And what are the things that you can be grateful for? And if you can talk to you and touch your family and get hugs and stuff, that's great. If you can't do that, talking to them on the phone or connecting with them or writing notes to them or, you know, in whatever ways you can connect also helps to build and boost the immune system. And then of course, I think gratitude is important because I spent time creating a whole program, a 30-day program around it, because that also boosts the immune system and it supports the immune system and supports clearer thinking and supports more joy uh, that shows up in your life. Finding little teeny exercises, which is what I share with people, is you can do these little teeny exercises to increase the gratitude, the joy, and the love that you feel for the things that you do have, as opposed to 
the things that you don't have or that you wish that you had or you feel that are lacking can make a huge difference in keeping the mindset and reducing stress. So that's another piece. Oh, that's powerful. And I just want to, I mean, if we were texting right now, I'd be adding that uh, exclamation point to tap back (laughs) because that is golden. And audience, I I do want to point out and reiterate what Dr. Day said that what she's pointing out is we're not advocating a pill or a supplement. She's advocating this whole life practice as a way of boosting your immunities and pointing to the personal power you have of choice and of habits habit change is what we're all about here at the podcast. And it's just so important to, to feel that you do have this power and so many good tools at your disposal that do not require you to spend any money or to pop any pills. I'm really glad you told that story and, and expressed those things related to, to touch. April teases me and has for some time, well, she might deny this, but that I have skin hunger. And so this time of quarantine, living by myself, has actually been very challenging because I am very tactile. And as much as I've, I've tried to, to keep myself safe and, and, and limit my in-person access to other people, I have found that every single time that I try to safely interact with someone that I care about, I come away feeling so happy and refreshed. And even if we don't really hug, but just we're in close proximity and I feel like like we're connected in a different way than just over a computer screen or a piece of technology, it really does lift my spirits. And so I, I think you're right if there's a way that you can, one, if you have that ready access in your home, I think it is something to be grateful for. And if you don't, but you can find a way to safely gain access to people who make you feel loved and valued and cared for, it does, it does boost your health. Yeah. So really quickly. So my mom is a scientist and we were little, she would talk about skin hunger and that that's a real thing and that they've done studies on it and that people need about like eight eight hugs a day. So that is, that's a real thing. But the other thing I'm going to say is that they've done research. There's an organization called heart math and that our energy fields actually extend out about five feet. So even if you're not able to, and I don't get super woo-woo on this, but but it's no 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 it's keep true. going. This please, is good. So please. um so we'll, it, we'll it over time for this. So yeah. it extends out about five feet, which I think is part of the reason why social distancing is six feet, right? So if you can be in that proximity, your energy of your heart space and the other person's heart space are commingling even when you're not able to touch, which is why I often recommend like doing social distancing. I told you guys like I have a fire pit, like I'm outside. I invite other people to come over. I want people to be safe. I want to be in a safe space, but we are in, you know, close proximity. We might not be one foot apart, but we're not eight feet apart either. And so there's a lot of research that HeartMath has done about PTSD and boosting the immune system and, and you know, supporting the, the mind and the focus. And um, they've been doing research for about 30 years on that, the resonance of the heart and how the heart interacts in a more energetic field. So that's part of it too. This just validates my whole life. Not the skin hunger thing. I mean, I didn't want to hear you say that the other day. Not that I didn't believe her. I believed her. I just didn't want her to know I believed her. Full transparency audience. But but the heart math and the the the, the energy field like validates my whole life. I walk around feeling all the feels all the time. And I kept trying to figure out why can't how can I put a boundary between this other person's energy and mine? Can you please not bring that anxiety over here? Like like I can feel it. 
that's when they talk about quantum, like when they start talking about quantum mechanics and quantum physics and how that deals with the healing properties, right? It seems like so far out there, but that's how they come because everything we are is energy. Like we are just a whole bunch of atoms, right? That are closely enough aligned that we are a physical space as opposed to air, which the atoms are farther apart from, I sound like such a nerd, um, are no, no, so no, farther no, no. apart. And so well, that's we why. another episode just for this. So, yeah, so we can talk about that. But but we are, so when they talk about the quantum field and they talk about healing and people like Deepak Chopra, who are very well respected, are talking about those things, it's because they're real things and that we are literally just energy. We are all atoms and we're all put together in a particular way. And that's what makes each one of us. And that's how the quantum fields kind of go into this idea of health and healing. And so for anyone who's like, how are those related? Just that we are all atoms and that we all circle in different ways. And that's how energy and health and healing and illness and all of that is just the off, you know, the wrong, the wrong pathways, right? Is how people get sick. You know, I say, if we are of the earth, then everything that's in the earth can benefit us. We're made of, of all the same substances as the physical world. So it makes a lot of sense to me. I want to cry right now. <laughs> you, you broke I feel her. Like, I feel Dr. like I've been seen. I've been seen. <laughs> I was reading something the other day and the author said, uh, we take for granted how beautiful it is to be a living thing. It's not an easy thing to be alive. It's not easy. It's actually a very complex system made up of a whole lot of other things. And we totally take it for granted every day. And that's what I was thinking about when you were talking about us all being energy and atoms. We really don't even understand how that all still works, how it works. Um, and yet we are here, which is fascinating in itself. So yeah, thank you for that. The miracle of life. Oh, before we go, sorry, Dr. Day, I want to get your opinion on the flu shot, okay? I'm still swirling on the flu shot, and I'm wondering, what's your take? In what cases would you recommend a flu shot? So what I will say is how the flu shot is created is about two years, you know, like two years previous, like in 2018, Scientists said, well, we think that these strands might be around in 2020. And then they create the flu shot based on assuming that those are the strands. And then when someone gets the flu shot, they're getting immunity from those strands. However, if there are other strands that are around, then if someone takes the flu shot and they get those other strands, they may still end up getting the flu. And so the challenge that I have about the vaccination is not that I'm trying to be an anti-vaxxer or whatever, is the challenge is, is they're guessing. And if it's not the exact same strain, even if people take the flu shot, they still could get the flu. So I recommend that all the things we talked about before about boosting the immune system and taking hot baths or a way to boost the immune system. You know, there, there are lots of things that boost the immune system. So just doing those things that we talked about is still going to be important whether you choose to take the flu shot or not. So I tend to be one to talk about how do you do these things? Like one of my favorite things, and I'll let you guys go, because people are not all going to love this. 
But when I was in school, they said you need to do this thing called magic socks. And so magic socks are taking cotton socks and putting a little bit of water inside in the socks to wet them. So you warm your feet, you put the cotton socks on, then you put wool socks over top of that and you go to bed. And what happens in the morning, the socks, the cotton socks are dry and it's magic. So that's the magic socks. But what it causes is your immune system to actually circle around your whole body to help warm up your feet and warm up your immune system. So it it helps with your circulation and it also helps boost your immune system. And so magic socks, I was like, no way I'm putting cold socks on. I'm telling you, that is the best thing Ever. It is so great. It helps you sleep better. It's great for kids. It helps them sleep better. So that you want to do these like old time naturopathic treatments that maybe I should have given you guys more of those, but naturopathic treatments that you do because those are things that help build and boost the immune system instead of, you know, just taking a vaccination and then thinking you're fine because you may or not, may or may not, you know, be 100% protected. Magic socks. The thing that stood out to me when you, when she was talking, uh, especially about the flu vaccine, is so many people do take it and think, that's it. I'm not going to catch the flu. I can just wander out here and however it is. So I think whether people decide to take or not take the flu vaccine, just understand that if you do take it, it might not protect you from everything. You still need to move about the world, you know, with all of your immunosenses up. You know, it's it's not a... It's not a shield. And everything that Dr. Day mentioned still applies with or without the flu shot. Like, do your thing. I'm going to have to look up magic socks now. Sidebar conversation, Dr. Day. You and I can have about that. But, I mean. Just to remind everyone once again, (laughs) if they want some more great tips from you, Dr. Day, where can they find you on the interwebs? So, um, healthydays.com. And it's uh, D-A-E-S is my website and then healthy days on facebook healthy days on instagram all of those are ways that you can connect in to find out more information or find out about getting a free 15-minute call or do a webinar with me or anything like that absolutely and i personally highly recommend it i've attended a couple of webinars i've taken advantage of some of the free resources and i am now a paying client because i really believe I'm in Dr. Day's uh, methodology for trying to help people get to their best level of health. So thank you again for joining us. We look forward to talking to you again. Thank you, Dr. Day. You're welcome. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard today, please take two minutes and leave us a review in your favorite podcast app. And in the meantime, don't let perfection be the enemy of progress.